0: That's such a beautiful expression, that last smile of masters. The mystery of the great saints, especially an avatar such as this, is something that we can never really understand with our rational minds. You know, in the festival, every week we read from a life of infinite joy and freedom in God, willingly to embrace limitation, pain, and death for the salvation of mankind. Such is the life of all great souls. So, we have to do our best to imagine that Master is in a state of bliss all the time but he willingly has to come into this world of turbulence and ups and downs and likes and dislikes and all of the stuff that Maya deals with. He has to come in, but it's really only God in visible form that's coming in to respond to the call of people like us who are wanting to to exit from from this grand game. We've had enough. We, we want to have game over and and be done with it. And so that soul call is felt by God. Obviously it's felt by God because it's God within us that is producing that soul call. But because of the veil of separation and delusion, we don't we don't yet see it that way. So the the great masters come in, master came in, in order to respond to that call. But it wasn't just a small call. It was the call, let's say, of the entire human race calling out as the ages ascend, calling out for some way To live in higher consciousness. Whether on a conscious level or not. The souls of mankind. Of the whole world. Is making that plea to God. Show me how I can live on a higher level. And so God responds to that. And comes in. In the form. uh, To speak personally for all of us. Came in the form of master to respond to that call. Now, the Master had a huge mission. He had a worldwide work to do, but he also had a work to do more specifically for those disciples that were truly calling out, who had reached a level where consciously they were calling, almost as Swami said, calling with desperation to show us, to show him how he can live a life that would unite him with God. And so with varying levels of desperation, all of his disciples are calling out for that too. But Master had, as Swami says in a play, uh, the Master had a strangely dual role. And so on the one hand, we read again and again of masters' desire, just to be up in the Himalayas, where there are no distractions. It's it's symbolic. Himalayas are symbolic. We've been there, you know. There are lots of distractions. We haven't we haven't lived in a cave in the Himalayas, but uh, basically that's what they represent. Where there isn't a outward pull an outward responsibility and one can just be in bliss in samadhi in complete union with God. Master had that pull and many times he begged Divine Mother to let him out of this workplace and let him go To the Himalayas. And he said in his next life, he was 200 years from when he passed, he was going to live in the Himalayas with a small group of highly evolved um, devotees, much like Babaji. And if he had to be there, had to be in this world for whatever the reasons, that's what he preferred. But in this life, he had this enormous dynamic mission to uplift the consciousness of the world, and to especially to magnetize and train those devotees who were yearning for for knowledge of God, for uh, unity with God. Now, Swamiji, coming to Master, represented, one might say, the single farthest point of his disciples, all of the great disciples, you know, Master, they'd been with Master for many, many lifetimes, and he just drew them into this lifetime to play a particular role. So, but Swami, of all of the disciples, represented, one might say, the farthest extension of the desire to share these teachings with the world. And so Master magnetized him to do that. And what a magnificent job uh, Swami did with that work. And so Master said to Swami, your, in this life, will be one of intense activity and meditation. Now, we are all children of that ray of Swamis. And so, by and large, our life too is one of intense activity and meditation. And quite frankly, I think Master is very pleased with the level of activity, the dedication, the effectiveness, the life dedication of, call it the population of Ananda, the, the spiritual family of Ananda. I think he's very pleased with how much we have carried on that mission. Now, it's not the only part of his ray. You know, his two, three most advanced disciples were Rajasi, uh, Oliver Black, and the and, and sister Gyanamata. Two of them didn't teach at all. You know, Rajasi didn't teach. I mean, maybe he gave a lecture or two here and there. Um didn't teach. She related to sister nuns. So it wasn't like all his uh, high disciples had to have this particular aspect of, of taking the teachings out and sharing them, just that Swami had that. And Master drew him and drew all of us to help with that. Um, Oliver Black had a, had a big teaching role. Uh, but he, he was basically worked alone. And Swami drew a huge spiritual family to help in the spread of this. So with Master's life, it's our job to tune in more and more deeply To his consciousness, to what he was trying to accomplish, to attune our will, our individual will. It can't be imposed. It has to come from the deep, sincere desire within us to achieve complete attunement with Master. Master, again, is God in visible form, So that we can not have something vague that we dedicate our life to, but a clear image and model. And so by attuning to master ever more deeply, um, we're attuning, we're basically dissolving those parts of our consciousness that don't want to be merged with God. We carry this tail, long tail, from many thousands, millions of incarnations of being involved in, in the world and functioning in the world. But all of that is dissolving and dissolving and dissolving. What remains when all of the, one might say, mud is washed off is only the pure diamond of desire to merge with god for us the way to do that is through ever deeper self-offering and and attunement to master to this ray and to the dual purpose that he had of intense activity which i think we're doing a really good job with and deep meditation as he said to he would write to Oliver Black, um, who frankly had too much intense activity. Master kept trying to tell him, drop your businesses. Just teach. Just come here more often. Be with me more often. But, but he had a lot of responsibilities. But so so that's, that's one part of the role, to attune to master's great mission in this lifetime. The other part of the role is to attune inwardly. We have to make, in our hearts, the Himalayan cave that Master yearned to be in. And when we have that Himalayan cave of desire only for God, when we have that beautifully prepared, I don't know if you decorate a Himalayan cave, I don't think you do, but beautifully prepared, And just right, then Master will come and be there with us.